Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. For the second Bible Chat in a row, we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I am joined again by Eric Pement, Executive Director of EMNR, Evangelical Missions to Non-Christian Religions. You can find their website, emnr.org. Eric, the church at Corinth struggled with being divided over leaders, and we see this problem addressed by the Apostle Paul in chapter 1. Yes, as he says uh, that it's been told to me that there are divisions among you, and uh, a divided church is uh, one which is not going to present a good testimony before the world, and it's also going to give uh, conflict to anyone that tries to join. He says, some people say, I am Paul, I am of Apollos, I am Cephas, which is another name for Peter, and some say, very spiritually, well, yeah. I am of Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he presents that. You can almost read that sarcasm in the text from the Apostle Paul, that sarcasm. I think that, yeah, there was. Well, there was. And there probably were people who were thinking that they were uh, glad that they were above partisanship. And so they did say, I'm of Christ. I'm not of any leader at all. And it's a human and natural thing for us to gravitate towards someone who speaks well or plays well or has some kind of a persona that is strong and powerful. That charismatic personality that people are drawn to, that magnetic personality, the leader who seems to have it all together, or in some people's minds, that's part of it. They've got this image. I know for a fact that when I was at, I used to be in a marketing school and business, and they told us people give to people, they don't give to projects. Mm. And, and so that's the attraction is, is that we are obviously converted by the preaching of the word, and the preaching of the word comes normally through human uh, voices. I mean, even if it's a recorded voice, uh, right. as, as here. But the uh, presence of those people are the one thing which attracts, but it can also be an occasion for division. And so you need to recognize, and, this, and Paul tries to correct this here, is that your unity and calling in Christ is far greater than any individual human who may have done something, even if they did a spiritual or initiation act like baptism. Right, which is what he refers to in chapter 1 here. And it's important theologically because he says, I thank God I didn't baptize any of you. Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And for me, this is a pivotal passage because if baptism is necessary for salvation, which some churches falsely teach that it is, then preaching the gospel would necessarily have included baptism. But people are saved by belief in the gospel. Baptism should come subsequent to your faith. So you receive the gospel message, which is the good news of Jesus Christ, and that's what saves you. Then you're baptized as evidence of that, as you're it's the initiation, right, if you will, for the Christian into the family of God, but it's not what saves you. And you're right. This passage I use frequently with those who are struggling with this false idea that you have to be baptized in order to be saved. And I, I say the same thing you do. I, I take people to this passage. So I said, look, it's obvious that the Apostle Paul makes a distinction between the gospel and baptism. Baptism is like a declaration of allegiance or a pledge of allegiance, like we would say to the flag. The fact that you profess your loyalty doesn't mean you really are loyal. However, everyone who truly is loyal ought to profess their loyalty. Not everyone who gets baptized is truly a believer, but all true believers should desire baptism and follow the Lord in obedience through baptism. But that's kind of, we're chasing a little bit of a rabbit here. Let's get back on the, the main point, and that is this division in the church over leaders. We've got this even today. In our churches, a lot of this is not just 
necessarily for for the Corinthian church, it was because they had personal exposure to these two different leaders. Today, it comes more in the form of perhaps their personal pastor or leader in their fellowship. And the division is, do we follow his teaching or do we follow the teaching of our favorite mega church pastor or or radio preacher or television televangelist? And for me, one of the major problems is, is the pastor is no longer approachable when they get to be too big or too much of a, uh, of a figure. Uh, their only goal is to preach a good message, and they don't have the other elements that pastors are supposed to have, which is a, a shepherd's care for each individual lamb. Instead, they simply have a voice, and then other people are supposed to do the care. And so I think that gives a wrong impression of what a pastor is supposed to be. Well, even the Apostle Paul in his second letter, when he's defending himself against false accusations and and against attacks, he makes reference to the fact that you knew me personally. You saw how I lived. I ministered among you. I was with you. This is the kind of thing that earns the credibility with people in order to listen to and follow a person's teaching is their personal credibility firsthand. And the truth of the matter is, television preachers, radio preachers, as good as sometimes their teaching can be, we don't know them personally in most cases. Uh, That's absolutely true. And that's why there needs to be presence of a real pastor in a real church. I don't think that Paul could have imagined a church with 5,000 people in it, let alone 50,000 or 500,000, as in some uh, ultra mega churches. There's a book that I read a few years ago that I don't reference books too often here on the podcast, but this particular book was written From the perspective, it's anonymously written, but that's because it's coming from leaders within the persecuted church globally, and so they're protecting their identity. But So we don't know who wrote this, but I thought it was profoundly true and and really addresses well this issue of being divided over leaders, because if we were to see our leaders as who they are, humans, saved by the grace of God, and not the ones we're supposed to be fixing our eyes upon— Rather, we're supposed to be focusing on Jesus Christ. It's amazing, I think, how much that would protect us from divisions over leaders. I'm going to quote from this book. The book is titled, Principles for the Gathering of Believers Under the Headship of Jesus Christ. And this is from the first chapter, which they call principle number one, solely looking to the person of Jesus Christ. Christ should be the gathering center of his people. We should be drawn by his presence, not by a man. When believers see this and act upon it, the local assembly need not be shaken by the departure of any man. An assembly where Christians gather to Christ has strength, stability, and solidarity. When we come together to hear a famous speaker or elevate one specific teaching, this in many ways does not glorify or speak of Jesus Christ as head of that assembly. It is a good thing that orally in every meeting and through song, Jesus Christ is honored, glorified, and proclaimed head of the church. This constant referring to his person will ensure that this burden is kept in the forefront of every fellowship of believers. The sign of a new covenant church is that people meet with Jesus every single time we gather in his name. There's so much good in this chapter that I would love to share, but I think that speaks to this point. We don't need to make the focus of the church one particular man. When we do, that opens the door for us to be divided because you may say, well, this is the guy we need to follow, or that's the guy we need to follow. Let's follow Jesus. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.